This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Korm, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today is the first episode in a new series where I'll discuss how to slow down your skin's aging process by nourishing it with food, topical treatments, and healthy skincare practices. I'm going to reveal the damaging effects of toxic chemicals found in popular skincare products and the misleading practice of green washing. In today's episode, I'm breaking down the anatomy and physiology of the skin and detailing some surprising functions that impact weight loss, temperature regulation, and hormonal activity. In preparation for this series, I did some extensive research on skincare products because I knew that after we discussed the anatomy and physiology of the skin, the scientific literature regarding skincare ingredients, and the best practices for caring for our skin, that I wanted to be able to recommend a product line that was safe and effective. And after doing a lot of research and testing, I found a product line that I really believe I can stand behind. Primally Pure offers truly safe, all organically sourced skincare products that really deliver results. Their deodorant and beard oil have been a game changer for me. Their deodorant is the first all-natural deodorant that I've used that doesn't cause me to break out or smell like a funky blend of herbs and spices, and I know a lot of you can sympathize with that one. I highly recommend that you give Primally Pure a try, and if you use the code BLUEPRINT in all caps found in the show notes, you get a 10% discount on your order. So check them out at www.primallypure.com. So you may be asking yourself, like, why is Eric so concerned about skincare? Well, I'm really passionate about this because of my experience as a coach. I started coaching in 2004, and I noticed that a lot of coaches that were, you know, in their late 50s or early 60s were suffering from skin cancer or a lot of aging spots on their face and their you know their skin was like leathery and a lot of them regretted that because they just didn't wear any sunscreen and just wore short sleeve shirts no hat and they were paying for it later in life and I didn't want to go down that path and so I started taking care of my skin I would put like a moisturizer on the morning you know wash my face twice a day trying to do the things I thought were best for me and so I decided that I really wanted to dig into the science of this. Really, I started looking into it last fall and I found some amazing things as I started digging into the scientific literature. First, the skin is the largest organ of the body. It counts for 15% of the total adult body weight. In anatomy and physiology, it's referred to as the integumentary system. The integumentary system performs a host of vital functions. Number one, it protects you from external physical, chemical, and biological threats. It helps regulate your temperature. It's involved in excretion, secretion, absorption, pigment protection, sensory perception, and regulation of immunological processes. It's interesting to note that the thickness of your skin changes depending on the location of the skin on your body and the function that your skin plays in those specific areas. So for example, the epidermis of your eyelid is only 0.1 millimeters thick. Well, why is that? Well, it needs to glide across your eyeball. It needs to curve and bend. Whereas um, the epidermis on the soles of your feet is approximately 1.5 millimeters. And the dermis is the thickest on your back where it's 30 to 40 times thicker than the overlying epidermis. So it's really interesting to me how the skin changes all over the body. It's not just uniform. And the skin in its derivative structures form the integumentary system. And it has three layers, the epidermis, the dermis, and the subcutaneous tissue. Now, the epidermis is the outermost layer and it consists of a specific constellation of cells 
known as keratinocytes that synthesize keratin, which is like a thread-like protein that serves as a protective role. According to Paponi and colleagues, the keratinocytes are the most dominant cell type making up the epidermis. And these special cells play multiple roles essential to skin repair. They are the executors of the re-epithelialization process, whereby these keratinocytes migrate proliferate and differentiate to restore the epidermal barrier. This means that these special cells are critical for the regeneration of the outermost layer of your skin. And it's very interesting to note that they are a key player in immune function regarding wound healing. And also, I thought this was really cool, these keratinocytes produce antimicrobial peptides that directly kill the invading pathogens that are coming at your skin and contribute to wound healing in many aspects. See, the epidermis is continually turning over and renewing itself because of its exposure. I mean, it's the outer layer that's taking a ton of abuse from the environment. And there are multiple sublayers to the epidermis, but I want to highlight one of those layers, and it's called the basal cell layer. This is a layer that is very active regarding cell division, and it gives rise to the outer epidermal layers. DNA damage caused by carcinogenic agents may cause mutations in this rapidly dividing cellular layer, and it can dramatically impact the health and quality of this tissue. So I think it's important to pause right now and to take into consideration how important this is if you want to prevent skin cancer or slow down the aging process. We should all carefully consider what kind of topical treatments we are using on our skin, as they may be doing more harm than good. There are another group of special cells in the epidermis called the melanocytes, and they are the pigment synthesizing cells of your skin, and they're responsible for the production of melanin. The color of your skin tone is related to the number of melanosomes or melanin-producing organelles. So the more melanin you produce, the darker your skin and hair will be. So that's how you get your skin tone. The next layer that we're going to talk about is the dermis, or the middle layer, and it's primarily made up of collagen. This is a critical layer for a host of biological functions, some of which are going to get a little gross. So the eccrine glands are involved in thermoregulation, which is like the regulation of temperature or heat. These glands are most abundant on the soles of your feet and least abundant on your back. They're pretty much concentrated anywhere where you sweat a lot like your armpits or the palms of your hands. And these are critical for helping you regulate your temperature during exercise. So as you exercise, your feet start to sweat, your hands start to sweat. You basically cook yourself from the inside out if you didn't have these thermoregulatory processes in place. There's another group of sweat glands called the apocrine sweat glands, and they're involved in scent release. And they become active around puberty, most likely because of changes in hormones. And these glands are primarily found in the armpits, your groin region, your ear canal, your eyelids, and that winging part of your nostrils. And apron glands are sensitive to adrenaline and are involved in emotional sweating due to things like anxiety, stress, fear, sexual arousal, or even pain. And the primary reason that people use deodorant, I think you would agree with me, is to reduce odor from the secretion of these glands. However, what's interesting is that the secretions of these glands do not smell initially, but after interactions with various microbes and bacteria, then they smell. So it's important to be aware that your body odor is related to several factors, and deodorant won't change everything, as your scent is also related to the foods you eat and other environmental factors. But like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I've been using the Primally Pure deodorant, and it has been 
a total game changer for me. And we can talk about that later. And you're actually going to hear about that in another episode. Next, I want to talk about the dermal vasculature and how it regulates temperature. So when it gets cold, vasoconstriction occurs. That's the constrictions of vessels and capillaries, which decreases heat loss and prevents hypothermia. Conversely, when your body temperature begins to rise, there's an increase in vasodilation and an increase in skin blood flow, along with sweating, and then the heat is dissipated from your body. This is such a crucial event that occurs when you exercise. You want to regulate the internal temperature of your body very tightly, and this part of the dermis allows you to do that. Impairments in thermal regulation result in type 2 diabetics having an increased risk of heat stroke and heat exhaustion when exposed to very hot ambient temperatures. Similarly, menopausal hormone changes result in hot flashes. So this is this layer is impacting so many different disease states and also different phases of life that we may go through. The dermis layer also gives rise to nails and hair follicles. Now, I don't want to take a deep dive on this now. Just know that a lot of things that impact what we consider attractiveness, such as our smell, our hair, our nails, are all derived from the dermis. Finally, the dermal layer is a host to a significant number of nerve bundles that mediate our sense of touch and our sensation of pressure. Now, you may remember some of these from your high school biology class, like the Meissner corpuscles or the Vader Pacini corpuscles. They're really, really important to our sense of touch with and without it, like we wouldn't be interacting with our environment the way that we do now. Finally, unmyelinated nerve fibers are those lacking what's called the myelin sheath found around your hair follicles and the papillary dermis are responsible for your sense of pain, temperature, and even itching sensations. The third and final layer that we're going to talk about today is the subcutaneous tissue. Now, the dermis sits on top of the subcutaneous tissue, and this layer contains lobes of fat cells known as lipocytes. Your subcutaneous fat tissue thickness changes depending on the part of your body and how much body fat you have. So some people have greater thickness in their stomach or on their hips or different areas. And this is the primary layer of fat that most people want to impact through a weight loss protocol. This layer is actually considered to be an endocrine gland or a hormone producing gland. And it acts as a storehouse for energy as fat is an abundant source of energy for the body. Fat isn't all that bad. We need it for energy production. It's just when we have too much of it, that can lead to certain disease states. There's a particular region of the subcutaneous tissue known as the paniculus or androstenedione is converted to estrone by aromatase. So that's one of those hormonal factors or hormonal producing areas of this layer of the skin. Also, the lipocytes create leptin, which is a very important hormone involved in regulating body weight and energy balance. Leptin is a mediator for long-term regulation of energy balance because it suppresses food intake and thereby induces weight loss. Ghrelin, or the antagonist to leptin, on the other hand, is a fast-acting hormone which increases hunger. So if you've been dieting or eating in a caloric deficit for a long time, ghrelin increases, and this is one of the reasons why you have really strong desire to eat. So here's the key takeaway from today. There is a lot going on in your skin. Your integumentary system plays a critical role in protecting your body from external threats, regulating your temperature, impacting your hormones. It also impacts the way that you smell, your nails, your hair, and your sense of touch. In my opinion, this is one of the least talked about systems of our body, and it should receive more attention regarding how we care for it. And this includes everything from 
what we eat to the skincare products that we use to our skincare practices. And I'm really excited about exploring this further with you. So if you found this podcast helpful, would you please share it with a friend? Also, check out Primally Pure and their amazing skincare products. And don't forget to use the code BLUEPRINT to save 10% on your order. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.